welcome to Supercoach HQ. My name's Adam Russell and I'm joined by Shorty and Josh at the table. How are we, fellas? Yeah, good day, mate. Thanks, mate. It was uh, another big week last week with the, uh, the last of the buy rounds. Shorty, how did your man go? Uh, not too bad, mate. I mean, Boston was sort of, it wasn't too bad, I guess. He keeps making a little bit of coin and, and whatnot, but uh, yeah, he was sort of steady, steady, but um, how did you fare? Me, myself, I've had another shocker week. Hopefully no one's listening to me, but uh, I, I I had Brody Smith and, you know, another solid game, but probably not what we all expected from him. So it was a little bit disappointing from the Broadstar. But uh, Joshy, how did your boy Hannah's go? Uh, he had a pretty good week in a disappointing round for the Swans. He got 121. So, I mean, I'll take that. Yeah, it was a pretty good score from Hannah's. So I'm going to give the, uh, the pleasure to you to open up our table, who are you Who are you bringing this week? All right, my, the player I'm bringing to the table this week is Elliot Yeo from the West Coast Eagles. Now, he's just coming off of his bye, and in his last seven matches, he's averaging 104 points. He's priced pretty high at 476000 but he's a good target if you're looking to finish off your defence. I got to see him live two weeks ago against the Tigers, and just playing as that rebounding halfback. Very impressive player the way he jumps at the ball, marks the ball, and he's actually quite efficient with his kicking as well. So I'd say he's a pretty solid pick and a pretty safe pick at this stage. What do you guys reckon about that? Uh, I did see that Richmond game as well, and what really impressed me was his contested marking around around the footy off that half-back flank. And a lot of contested ball, sort of K.O. Hooker, Harry Taylor sort of prototype, and I think he's a, a definitely a, a good target to look at. How do you feel about him, Shorty? Yeah, he was amazing overhead, wasn't he? I think uh, he does a lot of the things that generate a lot of points. He does them pretty well, sort of intercepting and quite a nice use of the pill in a good side, a side that's in form. So, yeah, I can't fault you there, Sean. That's a pretty good pick, mate. Cool, yeah. And he's also dual position, defence and mid, available. And he's only in 7% of sides. So, also pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you, you made the comparison to Nat Fife earlier. Uh, Josh, can you can you just run us through that a little bit? Yeah, just off air to you guys, I mentioned he he plays a lot like Nat Fife in my opinion, the way he jumps at the ball, he's got a great vertical leap and he's only 190 centimetres, so you might think he's taller by the way he plays, but I wouldn't be surprised next couple of seasons we see him running through the midfield, but at the minute he looks pretty comfortable off half-back for the Eagles. Well, you heard it here first on the table. Uh, Elliot Yo, Nat Fife of next year. So uh, <laughs> one, one to look at next uh, pre-season, Shorty, but who are you bringing to the table? Yeah, mine's somewhat of an apologetic bringing to the table here. Two weeks ago, I brought Rory Sloan to the table and I was very pleased that he reeled up, I think, 117 and then was about the 70 mark at three-quarter time. But then, again, broken the cheekbone, I think, and he's going to miss six weeks, so... I thought I'd probably messed a few people up. If, if anyone, I've messed myself up here, so I've got to bring someone to the table to replace him. And I'm going to go with Lockie Neal, I think. It's a bit of a point of difference. He's in 12% of teams, but I'm a big rap for him. And, you know, a lot of player, people will probably be going Beams or Hanabry, and fair enough, too. I mean, they're great picks. But if you don't want to spend sort of upward of that 100K mark and you maybe want to keep it a little close to... Sloan's price, which is about 480. I think Neil's a very good target. 530 is that, break even of 98. So he's probably not going to get too much lower. And it's his high ceiling that really appeals to me. He has had a couple of 4 ones, a 45 and a 67. Um, so he might be a little 
more inconsistency than, say, others. But I think I'm going to take a little bit of a risk in the second half of the year, not going to play it safe, bit of point of difference to maybe some other moves some people might make. And I'm hoping that uh, you've got to take a bit of a chance. And he's already scored upper to the 130 mark four times. I'm hoping to see a few more of those. And, um, look, he, he might burn me with a couple of 70s, 80s sometimes. But I think if you can get him right, he can really score some massive scores. I mean, he, he scored 170 in round three. So he's uh, averaging 110 for the year too, if you're wondering. But uh, that's who I'm bringing to the table. Bit of a point of difference, but I'm hoping he can pay off. Uh, I do like that one, mate, because I've, I've had Lockie from the start and he's been really good. My only question is, what if those teams that, who have Fife and they have Mundy already, is three Freo midfielders too many to have? Yeah, I would probably say so, I think. I mean, I weighed up a similar prospect having Pendlebury, Swan and the idea of side bottom. I think three is potentially too much, but um, a lot of people will probably trade in Kennedy or Salwood for slime but myself I have them both already I've had them from the start of the year so not an option for me and probably quite a few others so yeah I probably wouldn't be going three of the Fremantle midfielders despite the fact they're all averaging over 110 but yeah it's just sometimes a golden rule to not have too many just that worst case scenario but it's a valid point yeah it's interesting it's it's not something usually that deters me from picking the players if I have too many players from the same club but I think if uh, crazy Rossi at the helm, you don't know what he's going to pull. You might rest a few blokes, but um, you know, I think even if even if a Monday or a Fife were to get rested, I think that really helps Lockie Neal regardless. So I, I do like him as a pick. Yeah, he can win the contested foot. He loves the clearance, and um, you mentioned if he could sharpen up his efficiency by foot and, and handball potentially, um, he could really rock it up with some really nice scores. So. That's what I'm bringing to the table, mate. Hopefully it pays off. But uh, who have you got for us, Adam? I don't know what I'm doing this week at the table, but I'm going to bring Marcus Bontempelli to the table. Not as someone you should bring in. I'm, I'm not an advocate to bring him in, but for someone that was so popular at the start of the season, he's in 41.4% of teams. And a lot of people are struggling with what to do with him. I know a lot of people have asked me personally, and I've seen it around the footy forums and whatnot, that Bontempelli, what do you do with him? Um, I'm interested to ask, do either of you guys have Bontempelli in your squads? I don't, so I'm pretty sure Sean does. So I'm interested to hear what he has to say. Yeah, I do have him, mate, and I will be hanging on to him, as you're saying, just because I think the way the doggies are playing, they're pretty up and down, and so is the Bont, but he doesn't need to get 30 touches to make get a big score. He only needs to have the 20 and kick a couple of goals. So that's what I like about him. He plays through the middle and he's a good and a regular goal kicker. So that's why I'm holding on to him. Yeah, I, I'm an advocate to holding on to Bontempelli as well. Um, you did mention his, his numbers this year disposal-wise. He's only he's only gone past 20 twice this season over the first two rounds. I and mean, he did have his, his bigger scores granted. But if you look at his numbers, what's really missing from his game at the moment is his, his tackle counts dropped dramatically. Uh, the first two rounds, he was notched up 10 twice in the last few weeks. He's, he's struggled to get past five. So Bontempelli, I know he's a young player and I know a lot of people are looking to trade him out, but I'm I'm going to say keep the faith with Bontempelli. Um, you know, you look at his numbers. He's, he's only dropped under 80 once this season and that was his 42. And I believe he was injured that game. Well, he's priced at 419 at the moment. So even if you were to trade him out, you're going to have to spend coin to get him out. And really, it's not worth it for, for someone that's still averaging, he's averaging 94. And, you know, from a forward, 
I know there's been a couple of really strong blokes this season, but uh, I'm going to back the Bonte in. I'm going to bring him to the table, and I think he's going to hit, uh, get back in the form. And I, I desperately need him to get back in form because I've really missed missed the mark the last few weeks. So all the best to Marcus, and hopefully he can uh, get me some respect back on the table. So what's your advice for him, mate? Are you telling him to watch the hips and get that tackle count back up? Yeah, definitely Bont. I can just get a little bit sneaky around goals, slot a couple more goal of the years maybe. But um, definitely if, you, if you're looking at getting your scores higher, I want you around the tackle count, just get it up, get it in around the ball and get active. Yeah, it's tricky when they a premium sort of guy drops in that fashion. A bit like when I had Ryan Griffin, that problem, they, they drop so far, you keep the faith to a point, but by the time you sort of make that decision, they're almost past that relevance of, you know, they've got some a bit of currency. So, yeah, he's had a tough one. I think um, you just got to ride it out, don't you, if you have him. But even someone like Tom Mitchell could be on the decline over the next couple of weeks with only his scores. So um, if the bond can break even or notch it up a little bit, could be a potential for a straight swap there. But, I de- yeah, I agree with you to ride it out if you have him. Well, interesting that you mentioned Tommy Mitchell. Just to uh, wrap things up here at the table, Josh, the Swannies man, Tommy Mitchell, any chance of being dropped this week? No, I wouldn't think so, mate. Horse doesn't like to make too many changes at once, and we've already got two force changes this week, as has been pretty well publicised. So I'd say he'll hold his spot this week. Good stuff then, fellas. Have you got any more final comments for the table crew? No, pretty no. happy you're here. I'm all out of wisdom, mate. <laughs> Not much there to start with. Sure, <laughs> but, uh, we'll wrap things up here at the table then. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, this week's podcast. Uh, be sure to check out all the, the great content being pumped out on the website and we'll we'll see you around at the bend. Thanks, guys.